My name is Mimi Bouchard, and I'm a personal development junkie that is here to help you transform your life so that you can truly tap into your ultimate potential. I'm a meditation teacher and a podcaster, and in this podcast, I am raw, I am real, and I share everything I possibly can to make this journey of self-discovery and transformation easier for you. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have the amazing Kimberly Snyder with me. Kimberly is a spiritual guide, meditation teacher, the founder of Saluna, a podcaster, a nutritionist, a holistic wellness expert, and a three-time New York Times bestselling author. You are so many things. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Kimberly. Thank you so much, Mimi. It's great to chat. It's so great to chat. And I'm so glad you reached out to talk about your new book because I actually, you were one of the first people that I knew about in the wellness space, like almost 10 years ago, funny enough. So my cousin introduced me to you. She was like obsessed with your GGS smoothie, uh, glowing green smoothie. And when we would live together back when I lived in London, I was, you know, 19 years old, she would make it for us. So that was my introduction to Kimberly Snyder. (laughs) You know, it's it's so funny, Mimi, because that was um, 10 years ago, literally to this year, six books ago. And if I could tell you a funny story about that, that first book, how the GGS even came to be is that, um, you know, I started off, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And um, like a lot of us, I went into college with a partial science scholarship. So I thought at one point I might be a doctor. And I interned in the hospital. It wasn't for me. So I ended up backpacking around the world, which, you know, ended up being three years and you know, 50 countries. And the country that had the biggest impact on me and my philosophy was India, which we get can get into in a moment where I really started to learn about yoga and meditation for the first time. But anyways, long story short, I come back to America and I moved to New York City because a lot of my family is on the East Coast. And I was starting to apply these these teachings that I had learned about and really working with energy. And these patterns started to emerge in my life, Mimi. So same thing, you know, I didn't exactly know what I wanted to do, but I started this free blog. Again, this is over 10 years ago. And I was teaching yoga, yoga asanas, yoga poses, and I was going back to nutrition school. And I started to see these patterns emerge. Again, I was just doing these practices. And everything started to grow. My first celebrity found me and I got on a you know food, a film set. I wasn't trying to get into this business. I still don't own a TV to this day, but I started working with all these entertainers and, and you know, celebrities that I met. And then I started doing regular segments on Good Morning America and everything was just growing organically. And then the first book deal came. And this is what's funny about this. Is why I tell you the story, maybe it was Harper Collins and my first editor's name was Sarah. And so I had this book idea called Catching the Fire. That was a travel memoir. And it had a lot of the teachings that are in this new book. And she looked at the site, my website, and she said, oh, she's like, well, it looks like the food and the recipe part is really taking off. So why don't we do a food book first? And then we'll do this book second. So that book went on to be called the the Beauty Detox Solution, which is the one I think that your cousin got into. And so that one, you know, just grew and grew, sold like a million copies. So then the second book was food. 
But then the third book, Mimi, started going back to, you know, my, my core, my heart, which is really this, you know, more holistic approach with spirituality, which I define as more awareness that runs through our lives. So the third book talked about chakras. Fourth book I wrote with Deepak Chopra, which was Ayurveda and spirituality. Fifth book was, you know, mind body um, hybrid and really research heavy. And this book, though, Mimi, here we are 10 years later. This book is ready to be birthed. This is all about the timing, right? And this is my full playbook. So these are all the teachings that have helped me create what, you know, the best stuff in my life. And this is what I know can help people the most abundance, vitality, creativity, peace. So here we are. And I am glad, Mimi, that that book didn't publish 10 years ago because now I'm a lot more gritty and raw. A lot's happened in 10 years. So it's ready to be shared. I'm so excited. And for everyone that is listening that isn't watching the video on my YouTube, um, Kimberly's new book is launching this month. So in January, is it already launched yet? It's um, January 24th. Okay, so in like 12 days. But when this is airing, it will probably already be out. So um, will this air? Oh, sorry, Mia. Yeah, Yeah, it will. Is is this going to air the week of launch? So I can say it's out this week. Oh, okay. I have to look at my schedule. My my assistant deals with all of the when it's going out, and <laughs> we'll just say it's available now. Yeah, if it's if it's, it's airing anytime now. this month. Yeah, because next week we're already saying it's the launch because I'm doing Good Morning America next week, so it's kind of like that's, that's huge. thank you. So we're saying like yes, it's it's out. We can just say it cool. that way. Amazing. So it is out, and it's called "You Are More Than You Think You Are: A Practical Enlightenment for Everyday Life." And I want to talk all about this book with you because. Obviously, we're both kind of in the same space and wellness, spirituality, meditation, living your best life, becoming the best version of yourself. So for everyone listening and for myself, what is the book about in general and who is it for? So the book is essentially a guidebook for living life from your true self and what that means or the benefits of that. We'll get into what the true self is in one second, but the benefits when you shift to living this way, Mimi, means that your whole life opens up. Your relationships all change and become more deep and connected and meaningful. You start to create your best stuff. You create abundance. You create real confidence, real peace, real intuition. It changes your entire life. And so- You say, well, what is the true self? Well, the title of the book is You Are More Than You Think You Are, right? So it begs the question, well, what do I think I am? And most all of us identify, we over-identify, we put our worth in the ego. So the ego is this outer shell of what we look like, what we're doing. You know, it's what Wayne Dyer calls the less than 2% of who we really are. So the ego, Mimi, is always um, sensing with the five senses. So it's basically peripheral nervous system. The ego is, you know, what I see with my physical eyes, what I touch, what I hear, what I taste. It's out here. And the problem is when we over-identify, we put our full worth, it means that, you know, my confidence goes up and down. My looks change. Maybe I gain some weight or maybe, you know, this project does really well. Maybe the next one tanks or whatever it is. So if our worth is out here, we are always going to suffer. We're always going to feel a tremendous amount of fear. We're going to feel small and limited. We're going to feel a lot of frustration. Again, we're constantly comparing ourselves, feeling not enough, not good enough, because that's how the ego works. So again, the core of the book is about shifting 
this, you know, uh, comes from this primal fear, this over-identifying with the ego into shifting with identifying instead with the true self. And the true self is this stable part of us. It's this infinitely creative intelligent part of us. It's the voice of our heart, Mimi. It's the um, voice of our intuition. And so when we start to shift, because the, 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 the solution to the problem isn't going to be found where the problem is. So the problem is, I don't feel good enough. I'm always comparing. I'm always struggling with life. So it doesn't mean we shine ourselves up more. We try to get more worth from that. It means we go to this deeper place. We connect in through this, to this true self energy. And so, again, it's this dormant part of us. It's a dormant part of our personality that we need to learn to unlock. And when we do that, our entire lives open up. So to answer your question, I believe this book is for everybody. I believe that um, spiritual equality, I think these teachings should be available to everybody. And what I did, Mimi, I went through thousands and thousands of pages of ancient texts, you know, the Vedas, the Upanishads, the Bhagavad Gita, the Ramayana, the New Testament of the Bible, the works of Rumi, and went through and distilled down the really core teachings that can radically change your life. And that is what is in the book, along with supportive science and stories to show how applicable this is. So the, so the subtitle of the book is Practical Enlightenment for Everyday Life. So it was really important to me that this book was practical, not just big philosophy, right? Like I love Eckhart Tolle. I love this, you know, that he says, go beyond mind, go beyond thought. But then I think, well, how do I really do that? So the book is very prescriptive with the exercises and practices. And then enlightenment is really about more freedom, just more awareness. When we get past the limiting patterns and the reactivity and the ways that we keep ourselves small, all the ways that we stay fearful in the ego, it means we're more free to live this fulfilling, incredible, abundant life with outrageous love and everything that we want. So the true self and spiritual terms as well, Mimi, we could say it's spirit individualized inside of us, this unique essence of spirit. It's the soul, it's the God source, the universe inside of us. So through these ancient teachings, we learn to align. It's not that we do more work, but it's a shift in our focus. So we align throughout the day, we do our morning meditation, and then our whole lives truly open up, which is why I'm so excited about this book. It's not just one part of your life, but your whole life. Yeah, no, I, I totally, I feel and resonate with that so deeply. I also like to call that kind of true self, like the higher self or even like my future self. I don't, I don't know. I always kind of use all those terms interchangeably. Um, but I would love to know your story on how you found your true self, because we all have our own individual stories. I myself have gone through a huge burst of personal development over the past six, seven years of my life. And that's radically changed how I live, who I am. And I feel throughout the process, I've become more my true self, my higher self by doing a lot of, um, you know, personal development work and a lot of deep inner work. So I'm always so curious to ask other people, obviously, you've been incredibly successful in your life and you are incredibly aware of yourself, your true self, your spirituality, you living at your highest potential. What's kind of your story? Did you ever have a moment or were you ever in the past not that true self so radically and you had to do a big jump or was it more of like a gradual, um, I've always kind of been this person now I'm just shining. I would love to kind of know your take and your story just so, so people listening might have some inspiration if they're in a similar place. So I think that 
um, you know, it can be confusing to know if we're in the true self or in the ego. And to be honest, I didn't know about any of this until I started traveling and reading and experiencing um, all of this. Um, let's see, where do I begin? So when I started backpacking, I had an extreme amount of discomfort inside of me. And I, I, I was a seeker. I wouldn't have used that term back then, but I was seeking some sort of relief um, in my body. I was bloated. I didn't know how to eat. You know, I had eating disorders in high school and then I gained a lot of weight. I was partying a lot in college. I had acne, um, just major constipation, just so much was not right in my body. And then mentally and emotionally, I was, I am still a recovering perfectionist, um, very hard on myself, a lot of anxiety, a lot of insomnia. So when I sought out, when I was you know, going on this round the world trip, I was really just trying to figure out like who I really was and how to feel better within myself. And so it was in India when I was in Rishikesh and I described this story at the beginning of the book, when I just, you know, walked into this random bookstore and I found this little booklet from Paramahansa Yogananda, who is the one that brought yoga to the West. And I started reading about this Mimi and he's talking about, you know, oneness and these unifying principles and the underlying energy matrix of all things. I was like, what is this? It's amazing. And so it started, it felt like it was lighting me up. And it's, you know, again, I'll just say that this isn't about religion at all. You can be any religion. You can be no religion. And these principles of working with energy do apply to you. So I started, you know, getting into it. And like I said, I, it just started, it changed my whole life. I started to just see this emergence of patterns. I, I became more aware of my own energy. Um, I made real shifts. I had so much more awareness. Peace was growing. Everything was happening. But this is, you know, some time ago, I've been doing this now for well over 12 years. And I think it's easy to go in and out of our practices when things are going well in life. But to answer your question, I really anchored and went very deep into this. We could say the beginning, the real, the genesis of this book was four years ago when I went through my rock bottom place that I also describe in the book over several chapters where first um, my mom passed away really suddenly. I found out she had cancer on Valentine's Day, this four years ago. And then by the end of March, she had passed. And it was this shock of, wow, like anything can happen at any moment because she was with us at Christmas and she seemed normal and healthy and fine. And so my older son was not even a year old. And it was like, oh my gosh, like it felt like the world was crashing down. And then after that, I just, you know, I took a real deep look at my life and I looked around and I realized, oh, you know, this relationship that I'm in isn't really as close as I want it to be. It doesn't feel like we're really moving forward. So then I moved out on my own. So imagine me, me, like this pretty short space of time, I lost my mom. I was a new mom. And then I became a single mom. And so I moved into this house on my own and I met with a monk at the Self-Realization Fellowship, which is Yogananda's meditation organization. And he said, treat your home like an ashram for five months. You know, this is like before COVID. So it was this self-imposed semi-isolation period where I went deep into reading these texts and I was going into my practice. I was meditating. And after that, about five months later, I emerged, Mimi, and I emerged with this real sense of wholeness that I never had before. And also something that was never in my life. 
and that was trust. Trust in life, trust in the true self, trust that no matter what happens, I have this resource inside of me. I'm connected to this now so I can rise up to anything in any moment. And so it was this very different sense of wholeness as I was walking around the world. And then some months after that, and I described this story in the book as well, is how I met my soulmate husband, which was, you know, just this very organic way of just, you know, walking around and it's just how we attract opportunities, people. Um, there's a really amazing chapter in the book as well called You Are Magnetic. It talks about how I came to write this book with Deepak Chopra and how when we switch and we tune into energy in a different way, we start attracting in versus pushing and pulling. So, um, so yeah, from that moment forward, Mimi, I really just leaned on these practices so much more than ever. I realized how much it was changing my life. And then I realized, oh my gosh, everybody needs to know about this stuff. And so, yeah, here we are. And I can say it's it's two things. And this is what this book gives you. It's the wisdom. When you read these teachings, you become forever changed. Your perspective opens. You know, Yogananda says something I'm paraphrasing here, but something like a cave can be in darkness for thousands of years, but bring in the light. And it's as if the darkness was never there. So even by virtue of reading these teachings, you, you really start to create shifts and awareness towards this enlightenment, towards more freedom. And secondly, it's the experiential. So it's the practices. Again, this book is very prescriptive. So it's things that you do in the morning, in the evening, and throughout the day, even 90 seconds of realigning back, um, back into the heart and back into the true self. Beautifully said. Wow. What a story. Thank you for sharing that. And it's so inspiring to hear how adversity and, you know, huge adversity, you can use that to then come out better and shine and then help others through, through your work. So that's very, very cool to hear about. And um, congrats. Oh, thank you, love. Um, yeah, I think that we, 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 we tend to shy away from challenging things. We, we tend to shy away from, from feeling things that we don't want to feel. And that's one of the things in the book that I talk about, and I didn't get that for a really long time, mm -hmm. is that just as we digest and we metabolize food, right? We take in. So digestion is basically assimilation of what serves us. And then it's the expelling or the excretion or the letting go of what doesn't serve us anymore. And what I came to realize through this work is how much we don't digest our feelings and our emotions. So what happens is this energy stays inside of our bodies. We push it down. Maybe we eat a bunch of cookies instead, or we turn on YouTube or Netflix. We tend to distract but that energy is very much there. And so it continues to manifest in triggers, reactions, inflammation in the body, you know, low grade um, imbalance in our nervous system. It ages us faster. We have less energy. So there's a, a practice in the book where we, where we sit after we meditate and we, we, you know, we feel our heartbeat, we feel our breath and we go into literally, um, cleansing and feeling to the end, certain feelings and digesting them. And when we do this, as Dr. David Hawkins states, who's this amazing psychologist, and I quote his work in the book as well, he says, really, if we get out of the head and we're feeling and digesting these feelings, it takes about 10 minutes or so in that moment to start cleansing and letting go. And eventually, if we keep doing these practices, we get to the bottom of the well where we've digested this you know, particular emotion around a specific incident or incidences in our childhood. <sighs> and then we're free. 
we're more free to be open in the way that we live life. So I say this, Mimi, because there's so much power in introspection and going through this and, you know, understanding ourselves more and more as we walk about the world. It's not about acquiring more, but it's, you know, as Yogananda says, scraping the mud off because the diamond, you know, it's, it's here, it's us, it's inside of us already. Mm, okay. So I'll ask you this. How do you balance living in the moment, being the diamond now while also manifesting and striving for a better life? Because I always love to talk about that kind of in-between moment where you're in the midst of a transformation and getting more in your life and becoming more, but then you're also trying to appreciate what you have in the moment and being, you know, that diamond that you were just talking about. Well, being who, you know, again, I think we're talking about a couple of different things mixed in there. Gratitude is always very powerful. Gratitude is of the heart. Gratitude is of the true self. Gratitude is expansive. Um, ego is, is going to feel very differently. So I'll say this in any moment, you can do this very simple practice in any moment. If you're not sure if you are in your true self or if you are in your ego, you can do this one thing at any moment. We don't ask the head, right? The mind chatter is there and the ego can tell us stories. So we don't always want to rely on the thoughts and the mind, which again can be tainted, can take us in different directions. If we're triggered by someone, we can validate our behavior, whatever it is. But the one place where you can go to get more clear wisdom and answers is in your body because the body doesn't hold the same stories and specifically in your heart. And there's so much amazing research now from the Heart Math Institute and these different organizations that literally measure the radiative energy of your heart. So at any given moment, what you ask yourself, Mimi, is, am I in the true self or am I in the ego? So it's not about not being happy with where you are, but you're, you're literally, literally checking in. Am I living in my authentic self or am I over identifying with the ego? And if you're in the true self, you'll feel in your heart some sort of energy of expansion. So it's how the universe is constantly expanding. Light is constantly expanding. This is our true nature to be expansive. So bliss, gratitude, compassion, love, it's all going to feel like this opening, right? Like we're connecting, we're inclusive. We see other people, we see the light. It's going to feel this expansive energy. If we are in the ego, what you're going to feel around your heart and possibly your belly is this energy of contraction, this closing in, this smallness, because that's what the ego is. It keeps us small and limited. Me, mine, you know, what's good for me, my, you know, sensitive ego. I want things said to me and I want to be seen and appreciated in a certain way. It's very, um, this contracted feeling. So moment to moment, you check in, where am I on the scale? Am I here in the true self living my truth or am I an ego? So when we are in ego, what we want to do is we want to pause and try to reshift back as much as possible. And in the egoic state, that's where we don't want to speak. That's when we don't want to send that email. That's where we don't want to write a mean comment on someone's social media post. This is where we compare. This is where we feel fear. This is where we feel small. So it's moment to moment, Mimi, checking in, like, am I here? Am I there? So if we're in that smallness, we want to pause and, you know, some of the practices in the book are just 90 seconds, feel the bottoms of your feet, you know, feel your hips sitting on the chair, come into this moment where fear cannot live, place one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly, check in with your breath, make sure that, you know, your belly, your hands on your belly is literally rising. 
Otherwise your, your breathing is too shallow. It's in your chest. So you take it, you take the moments to reset in your body. Sometimes you go to the bathroom. Sometimes you go for a five minute walk. You, you are aware, just the tool of being aware. I'm an ego right now. And you breathe through that. That gives you so much power, right? We don't want to act from that place because that's the wounded ego. That's not going to be, we're not going to create our best stuff. We're going to make a mess and have to clean it up or we'd have to redo things, or it's just not our best vibration. So that's a moment to moment practice that we want to do. So it's not Mimi that we're not grateful for this moment. It's not that we're striving ahead because we can acknowledge, Hey, in this moment, um, you know, I'm really, I'm, I'm struggling right now. Life isn't where I want it to be, but I'm going to reset. I'm going to recenter. And then I move forward once I've harmonized with this moment. And that's how we create great change in our life. It starts moment to moment. That's amazing. And even just now, when you were saying, put your hand over your heart, your other hand over your belly, I was doing it with you. And it's like two seconds of doing that just changes your vibration like crazy. It's like, I already just feel like, Ah, and it's kind of like a hug that position. I often actually do it or instruct people to do it in my meditations on superhuman, my app. And it's like, you know, it's such like a self love position and it's like, you're holding yourself, you're feeling yourself. So that's such a great tip and yeah, moment to moment. Thank you so much for all of your tips. I know you have an incredibly busy day and, um, you're a woman of, of all trades. You're doing so many things at once. I'm very inspired by you. So Thank you so much for your time, Kimberly. Where can everyone find you? Where can everyone get your book? And yeah. Well, thank you so much, Mimi. It's been a pleasure getting to connect. I love this technology where we can see each other. Like we're in the same room. Um, So the book's available now, wherever books are sold, you are more than you think you are. And more information on me, all on my website, mysaluna.com. So that's S-O-L-L-U-N-A.com. Our products, our courses, we have this amazing community program called the Saluna Circle. I also put out practical enlightenment meditations every week and the Feel Good podcast as well. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, love.